y'all. Welcome back to the Confessions of a Crappy Christian podcast, a place where you and all of your crap are not just welcome, you're wanted. I'm your host, Blake Gishay, and every week I'm showing up with a new friend to talk about the things we're really great at, the ways Christ fills in the gaps on the things that we're not, and how he has been faithful to make his power perfect in our weaknesses. My hope is that you walk away feeling empowered and not alone in your struggles, and that people sharing their stories pushes you to share yours. All right, let's do this. All right, y'all, today's episode is with Misty Phillips. Missy is an author, speaker, podcaster, and Bible teacher who is passionate about helping inspire women through the challenges of life. She encourages women to seek Jesus, study God's word, and grow in grace. In this episode, we dive in on scripture as the real life, active, incredible resource that it is, how to declare its promise over your life, and how to get started if the Bible is daunting for you. Let's do this. Misty, hey, thank you so much for being here. Blake, thank you so much. I've been so excited about this interview. Yes. Okay. So to get us started, I want everybody to like know you because you're pretty great. So tell everybody about yourself and your book that you have coming out, which I love the title of. I'm so pumped. The Struggle is Real, But So is God. Yes. Yeah. So I am um, a believer in Jesus Christ first and foremost. And then I am a wife to an amazing husband and mom to three sons. And I now have a daughter in love, which is really nice. And I am waiting on grandkids <laughs> and um, decided that I would start to look for something else to do. I I've spent the last 20 years homeschooling my kids. And as my first son went to college and I went to college with him in the welcome days and I was the only parent there and and they patted me on the shoulder and said, mom, it's time to go now. I said, oh no, I'm gonna gonna have um, a really hard time transferring into a a season of empty nesting um, or at least letting my boys go if I don't have something else to do. Um, so I started writing and speaking and yeah, my book just came out last week. So it's super exciting. It, it debuted at number one in Christian education on Amazon. Whoa. And I know. And, and I've, I fought hard for that. I mean, it, it, it'll go down to number two and then it, it bounces right back to number one. So God has just really, really blessed me with, um, I'm just, uh, I'm just amazed by what he's been able to do with it. So my gosh, that's incredible. I mean, that's the dream right there is to like follow God's will for your life and be obedient. And then he's like, Oh, Hey, here's number one, by the way, (laughs) (laughs) that's so awesome. Uh, so the title of your episode for this show is for when you're an overcomer, which I think really is going to resonate with everyone. Everyone everywhere has had to overcome to some degree. So I'm really pumped to dive in on what that really means and how to do it, which is what you're all about, which is ultimately with Christ in scripture. Right. Right. Um, So I know for your book, I really, really love that. It's so scripture centric. I'm all about pointing people back to the ultimate resource. Um, 
which is not the answer that the world is always giving. But I think it's so important that we keep reminding people that the answers are there, like that they're in scripture. So tell us a little bit about like kind of your, maybe like your journey of writing the book and like realize, like learning all of that, all of the answers are there, you know? Yeah. So it was really, this is the story that the Lord has been writing on my life since I was a child. Um, and when it was time for me to write, I, I knew that the Lord had been calling me to do it and I was really hesitant. So this was really a step of faith for me and a step of obedience. Um, first and foremost, I'd been in um, a Hebrews Bible study and I heard the Lord um gently say to me in my spirit, you've sat too long, it's time for you to teach. And Mm -hmm. I've got a pretty big testimony with lots of components of, you know, just the difficulties that we face in life. But um, for some reason, I've had a lot of those. And so when I began writing, I asked my husband, I'm like, do you think I should write about this? Or should I do this? And he said, Misty, overcoming is your life story. And you have, this is what you have to write about. And so that's where the journey started. And the Lord pretty much downloaded to me in one setting what the Bible study was going to be and what it was going to look like. It just took me three years (laughs) to write. (laughs) And because the struggle is real and life is, you know, and the challenges of being a busy mom and still homeschooling my kids and having a special needs son. And so I'm having to find time to write in the crack time in between driving to football practice and teaching math and all of the things that I'm doing. So, um, but in that process, I think that the Lord really made it a lot sweeter um, Mm -hmm. because of the things that I added along the way. So that's so great. Is there anything sweeter than your husband being the one that God uses to be like, this is what you need to do. Like, this is, this is what stepping forward looks like. I feel like my husband and I are in a season also of learning, like, that he is not the source of things in my life, but man, is he a resource that God uses to, like, speak truth and life into me. I love that it was your husband that was like, no, it needs to be overcoming. Like, that's your story. That's what you need to write about. Yeah. Yeah. And and all through the way, if he would not have been supportive, um, you know, I've had some friends in the past that, you know, tried to do something of this scale and didn't have the support of their husband. And um, I'm just so grateful because um, my whole project with the writing and speaking and I have a podcast of my own, it's all been a family affair. Everyone has has helped in some capacity. And so it's become a family ministry, which is really cool as well. That is so cool. This is such a caveat that we're going on, but I'm here for it. Like it, it really is like if you're, if you're called to this stuff and you start walking into it and your, your spouse is unsupportive. Like I just, I don't know how you maintain that. You know, I mean, I have an incredibly supportive and wonderful and helpful husband who has really, I mean, shouldered a lot of the burden of like, you know, when you are writing and podcasting and speaking and all that kind of stuff, like there are things that are going to fall kind of off of your plate and onto his. And, um, I have, I have friends too, that have like tried to kind of step into this space and their husbands maybe not have been intentionally unsupportive, but they haven't been overly supportive and right. so sad. <laughs> I hate that for, for other women that 
Because it is, it's so hard to do it without the like unconditional support of your spouse. Absolutely. And it's been such a blessing. And, you know, because this study is about overcoming, um, I've been attacked all along the way at, mm-hmm. through the writing of it um, because I am teaching people, you know, that we have an enemy and that our Christian life is a battle, but we must overcome it. And I give them tools and resources to overcome it. And the enemy doesn't like that. So all mm-hmm. along the way, we just had lots and lots of attack. And so to have the prayer coverage of my husband, to have his blessing, um, to just gird me up when I'm like, is this even worth doing anymore? And, and just his encouragement has meant the world to me. Yeah. I'm right there with you. We, we talk a lot here. You kind of just mentioned this about like claiming God's promises over your life and, and also like adding tangibility to that. And I love that that's what you're about. Like, okay, here's the truth. Here's what God says. Here's who God is. Okay. Like now like walk in it, do it, you know, like here's how to kind of keep moving forward in that. And so I know that that is kind of the, the overarching topic of your book. And I, whenever I have authors on, I'm always like, let's talk about this, but don't give it all away because I want people to buy your book. <laughs> but <laughs> like, I definitely want to talk about like claiming God's promises over your life and, and as your own, as really like the foundation of overcoming the things that life throws at you. Absolutely. So I added a section at the end of each day's Bible studies devotion um, at, called declarations, where women can practice speaking scripture over themselves and claiming that for their own. So I've just taken the scripture and tweaked it or taken a concept out of scripture and um, wrote that in a way that it becomes more of a personal statement. So mm-hmm. I'll give you an example um, on the chapter, since we, we talked a little bit about spiritual warfare, um, the declarations for that day are the battle I'm in today is a spiritual battle. So just knowing that when you're having a hard time, like there are spiritual things at play here that I don't see. And so sometimes it there's people that we think are a problem or circumstances, but really there's a greater picture. So to, to be able to be armored up and, and to pray against that. The next one is I need to be careful about where I'm I allow my mind to go um, because the battlefield is in our mind. And um, so just guarding our mind and the scripture tells us to um, take every thought captive. Um, So instead of just saying, take every thought captive, I say, I need to be careful where I allow my mind to go. I must police my thoughts by taking them captive to the obedience of Christ. So it's just taking those scriptures and owning them and then praying them over yourself and and activating the word because the word is alive and active. And so when we claim those promises as our own and meditate on those scriptures and claim them for our own, that's when we can walk in victory. Yes. Oh my gosh. So good. I love, so I've seen like on social media and stuff a lot recently, I feel like a lot of people being like, by the way, the Bible is not about you. Like it's not a story about you. And I I get, I get where they're coming from, but 
I feel like it's it's maybe sucking some of the the power out of it because it is also it, it can be both like it can be a story not about us and about us at the same time and I think when we like kind of eradicate like we we're supposed to like pull ourselves out of it completely we lose the capacity to do exactly what you're saying which is declare it over our lives and de- declare his truth and own them and stand in them and so I've, I've actually been like wanting to speak into that space I keep seeing over and over like the bible isn't about you and I'm like what why why can't it be why can't it also be it is, about me? It, <laughs> it is. like it is, a, it is God's love letter. And that's exactly what it, I was gonna say. Like it's yes. it's a love letter. Like what I, I get what you're trying what you're trying to accomplish here, but mm, I don't know if I love it. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely this life is not all about us. And so from that perspective, I get it, but the word of God is our lifeline. It, it is our instruction book. It tells us um, what we need to do. And um, whenever we're having a hard time, there are so many promises that we can claim. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, it's our roadmap and our lifeline. And, you know, people that don't have the Bible, um, you know, I'm sad because they, when they grieve, they grieve without hope. We, when we, as Christians, we grieve, we have the promise, um, the promises contained in the word that we have hope. And that's what, that's what the book, the Bible is. It's mm-hmm. all about, um, about God telling the story of his amazing son that died for us so that we could, um, be pardoned of our sin and be reunited with him one day again. Amen. Yes. And I hope that like people, I know that there are people that listen that probably have like furthered that message of that, like the Bible isn't about us. And I don't want to be like, I'm not trying to be down on that, but I just think that it's, it's maybe like a couple of tweaks away from being problematic because it's going to, it's going to pull, it's like, people are going to see that and they're going to ingest that message. And then start reading the Bible. Like, I think that we can read the Bible and read stories from the Bible as, as not being about us, but man, there's so many more that really are that are God, like speaking directly into us and into our lives today in 2019, hundreds of years ago, you know? Absolutely. And well, one of the things is it is stories about other people, both in the old Testament and the new Testament. But I think that the principles that are laid out in those stories definitely apply to us. So when you read the Bible, it is full of the most unlikely characters that you, you would never think that God would pick them or choose them to use in his great plan to share the gospel. I just think about Paul and he was persecuting Christians, but he's the very one that was God's chosen instrument to bring both the Jews and the Gentiles to him. And, um, you know, over and over we see that in scripture. And so we see the character qualities that these people had. So even if it's not written directly to us, it's, it's a guide. It's a guidebook. Right. Okay, guys. So real quick, we got to talk about a podcast that I think you are going to love. So if you enjoy the Krabby Christian podcast, I think you would really love the Mompreneur Mastermind show. It's hosted by my actual friend, Stephanie Gass, who is inspiring, real, 
hilarious, and so genius at what she does. Steph is on a mission to help women uncover their God-led callings here on earth and create a brand and business to further that mission. I am obsessed with how Steph teaches and preaches intentional living, balance, time blocking, and taking your power back. Steph's show is full of faith-based business mentorship, marketing, mindset shifts, inspiring interviews, and so much more. So if you're a business owner, you want to grow your brand, scale your community, or if you have an idea tugging at your heart but you're afraid to take the leap, her podcast is a must. Head to bit.ly slash the mompreneur mastermind show or anywhere you listen to podcasts and subscribe now you won't regret it and i'll meet you there i resonate so much with david like when i read the books that he wrote he's such i actually talked about it in the episode that went live today like he was such a disaster you know like david was like i 100 percent believe that david struggled with depression and <laughs> He was so open and honest with God about, like, his negative emotions towards God. And actually, like, digging into David is is a lot of what allowed me to kind of come full circle and allow God into my struggles with anxiety and depression. Because I was like, look at David. David is a mess. David, and, and a great, you know, man, obviously, but also a mess. You can be both. A man and after God's own heart, right? Man over, like, lineage of Christ. Like, right? God used him to bring about, like, the light of Christ. And he was depressed. Like, if that doesn't speak directly into my life, if I can't, like, read that and, like, know that it's not about me, but also all about me, like, right. that that makes it so much more powerful and like you said the word that you said active and alive in my life um and I'm so thankful for that that it's not about me and it is about me all at the same time absolutely um, over and over in the psalms i mean what we see is david just confessing you know mm-hmm. i am a mess and you i need you god um, you are my strength. You are my redeemer. Deemer. You are my fortress. You are, um, and he just holds on to that. Even in the midst of his mess, he, mm-hmm. um, he pours himself out. And what a great example that is for us. Yes. Agreed. Okay. So I know a lot of the time the Bible can be really daunting. I mean, I, like, I've been a believer for over 10 years and I still sometimes sit in front of it like, uh, <laughs> like, wait, <laughs> I don't know where to start. So I did kind of on like the tangible end, like, obviously we, like, I want people to get your book. I think that that's like a really incredible resource for like taking scripture and applying it to our life and applying it to our struggles. But do you have any advice for people for like where to start doing this? Like, applying the promises of God's word to their lives. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of people say to start in the new Testament, to start with John, um, because you, you see in the beginning was the word and the word was, was, was with, was with God and the word was God. And, and it just unfolds the story of Jesus. Um, but you know, I think that God can speak through any of it in our lives. And so I just say, get in the word. Um, there's a scholar that came to our church. And one of the things that he said was, uh, it doesn't matter which version of the Bible that you read, read the one that you'll read, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, that's so 
profound is, um, you know, just get in there and read and ask the Holy Spirit for wisdom if there's something that you don't understand and get involved in a church group and align yourself with other believers um, and find, you know, people who can, you can take your questions to if you don't understand. Um, so I don't think there's any, I'm, specific book or, or way to start that. I just think you start. And I just think as you do, I think that the Lord is gracious and kind and loving and um, is good. And he will give you what you need when you need it. And um, the more you dig into it, the more you will understand. And um, the more time that you spend in the word, the more you know, you know him. Mm-hmm. And the more you know him, um, just the sweeter and the better life is. And that doesn't mean that you never have problems and, um, n- you know, it's only good from here on out because that, that's actually the opposite. You know, the last thing that Jesus said to uh, the disciples before he left was, in this world you will have tribulation, but mm-hmm. take heart because I've overcome the world. And so a Christian walk is, um, it is, not an easy walk. We still experience suffering. The the difference is in how we can respond um, based on knowing the word. Um, We have to have the word in us in order to use it as a weapon, like it talks about in Ephesians, um, because that's what's going to tear down strongholds and, um, and help us to uh, live a victorious life. So, we just have to have it in us in order to um, to be able to use it for our benefit. Yes, I love that. I love what you said about like it doesn't matter what version you use. I feel like people like are ashamed if they like read the message version or whatever. Man, sometimes I have to like trans like use a translate and put it into a message version to be like, oh, oh, yeah, 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 okay, yeah. I get that. Like that apply, like I can apply that to my life. So I love, like, I totally agree. Like it doesn't matter what version, it doesn't matter where you start. It doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter how you start. You just have to start because it is such an incredible resource in the life of a Christian today, which is just the most beautiful thing in the world to me that this book that was written hundreds of hundreds of years ago is, is alive and like this living, breathing thing in my life today. Yes. And one of the things I like to do too is to, to, um, you know, we have modern technology now, so we can have our Bible on our phone and so many different forms, which I just love. But I use a, a parallel version where I can see all the different, like I can take a, a scripture and I can see it in like 20 different translations. Yes. And I love to do that because sometimes it's just like the changing of one word that you go, oh, Yes, now yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. And while we're talking about like tools, commentary. Like there are yes. really incredible people that have written commentaries on like the whole Bible that are free like freely accessed on the internet that I use that's a, a majority of how I do my like time in the word is going through like chunk by chunk of a book and allowing somebody who has an education in this and and uh really great understanding kind of break it down and explain it so that's another like really good resource for getting into the word if it's if it feels daunting for you 
Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. This morning I was in Jeremiah and in the beginning of Jeremiah when um, the he's saying, I can't speak. I'm a child. And God tells him, do not be afraid that I, I will deliver you and I put my words in your mouth. Well, God puts the word, his words in our mouth when we take in the scripture. Um, and as I was sort of chewing on that, I went to the Matthew Henry commentary, and this is yep. what it said. The Lord who formed us knows us for what particular services and purpose he intended for us. But unless he sanctifies us by his new creating spirit, we shall neither be fit for his holy service on, on earth, nor his happiness in heaven. And, and what this is saying is, you know, God knows us before he even knit us together in our mother's wombs. And he created us for good works and things for each of us to do. But it's those trials and, and tests that we go through that sanctify us, that make us fit to be able to do the things that he has both here for us on earth and the things in heaven. Yes. And so, yeah. I love it. So good. I love it. And Math- Matthew Henry is the one that I use as well. And it's it's so good. So we've come to the end of the episode where we do our rapid fire questions. Uh, the first one is, what is your Enneagram type? Okay. You know, I really should know this. I did <laughs> Enneagram. And, I, and, and this may speak, like there may be a number that this speaks to about me because I like didn't even remember the number or um, I have friends that are huge Enneagram fans and they're like, what do you mean you don't know your number? What is wrong with you? And I was like, maybe there's a number for that. I don't know. Um. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there are definitely types that are that tend to like be less inclined to love the Enneagram. Um, I have a couple of friends that I had to like literally strong arm into figuring out their type, but I like <laughs> was pretty sure I knew what they were. Um, but man, it's such a great resource. I, I agree with your friends that you should, you should figure out your type. <laughs> yeah, I've been really busy writing a book and yeah, and doing you all have the stuff things, on your but... plate. I, I like, it doesn't <laughs> like, you, you are you doing things? Are you busy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, the second question is, what is something that can always pull you out of a funk? Yeah. So for me, there's just some non-negotiables that I know that I need to do every day. Um, and one of those is I, I need to be in the word. Um, I need to exercise, um, even if it's just taking a walk around the block. Um, and I need to eat fairly well and drink water. And so, if I do those things pretty consistently, or I know that when I haven't done those things, that it's time for me to pick up one of those things that I'm not doing well. So if I'm in a really busy season and I'm eating at Chick-fil-A every day, um, I'll get to the point to where I just don't feel good and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm in a funk. And I'll go, oh, it's time to eat a salad. <laughs> or, yeah. or I'll just be too busy and I won't take time to exercise. And then I'll be dragging around going, why am I so tired? Well, you need to exercise and I need to drink water and um, and I definitely know if I haven't been in the word, I mean, we need that word every day. Um, we need our manna to sustain us and to guide us and direct us to show us what we need to do. So yes. those are my go-tos. Yes. I love that. And then the last one is what is the last thing you watched on TV? 
Okay, so I live in a house full of men, and so this is a really funny question because I'm not really a TV watcher per se, um, but my husband loves to have the television on as background noise, Mm -hmm. but he's also really sort of careful and doesn't really like television. So if I watch something, it's going to be what he watches. And lately he has been watching all of the reruns of Cheers and Frasier. And so, <laughs> so he, and then like he, the good old days of TV. I know. And then he equates, equates every life lesson to some, you know, a Frasier episode or uh, something that happened on Cheers. And so it's, it's kind of funny. Um, I do that with Seinfeld. Like there's a Seinfeld episode for everything that ever happens in life I I think so I do agree it's so funny I love it I love that it's like good old good old tv um so thank you so much for taking the time to share your wisdom uh about like getting in the word and that God is just as real as the things that we struggle with um I definitely want to give you tell people about where to find you and follow you and where to get your book yeah absolutely So they can get my book on Amazon. The struggle is real, but so is God. Um, And I am everywhere online. My my website is mistyphilip.com. And pretty much on most social medias, you will find me as Misty Phillip. And um, love to connect with people on social media. And yeah, I'm excited to see the, you know, what, people think about the Bible study, the reviews are coming in and, um, it's been amazing and I can't wait to see what God does with this in the lives of, of his women and his girls that need to just, we all need to be reminded, um, from time to time that it's going to be okay and that God's with us. And I think that's what the study does. It it just reminds you to get into the word and and it just, it's going to be okay because God's here for me. Misty, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Blake. I've really enjoyed this. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Confessions of a Crappy Christian podcast. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast and you can find the show notes and more information about the show at confessionsofacrappychristian.com. I'll see y'all next week. Also, you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous walrus. The bulbous walrus. The name your price tool. Only from Progressive. The owl and a foul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Start a rewarding new career right away. Giant Eagle has immediate openings for supermarket positions, including curbside roles, get-go positions, pharmacy technicians, and warehouse workers. To find your new job and get hired in as little as one day, visit jobs.gianteagle.com. For the ones who get it done, the most important part is the one you need now. And the best partner is the one who can deliver. That's why millions of maintenance and repair pros trust Granger, Because we have professional-grade supplies for every industry, even hard-to-find products. And we have same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders. But most importantly, we have an unwavering commitment to help keep you up and running. 
Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.